Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back in Better Than Ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We've got Thanksgiving picks. We've got quarterback decisions. My angst level is high. It's Wednesday. Play the music. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, our one place to start, of course, is with a Thanksgiving Day feast of fabulous football. We really do have three really interesting games, as far as I'm concerned, set up for tomorrow. I did not expect that, to be honest. When the schedule first came out, I think we all thought this seemed like a fairly uninspiring collection of Thanksgiving Day games. Detroit-Buffalo, that suddenly feels to me like a very interesting game tomorrow. Cowboys-Giants. That didn't feel anywhere near like what it's going to be tomorrow as we get set for that action. And then, of course, the night game is Patriots-Vikings. Both of them, I think, are in sort of a prove-it kind of place. Uh, The Patriots have won a lot of games. But if you look at the teams they've beaten, they've beaten the Jets twice in games in which the Jets quarterback genuinely played as badly as any quarterback has ever played in NFL history. And then their other four wins are all easy to write off. So just how good are these Patriots. And then the Vikings, of course, they certainly look as though they were exposed to have been paper tigers with the game they played last week against Dallas, so they'll look to bounce back. So we got a really good Thanksgiving slate. And then I will tell you right now that I am, I mentioned my agita level is high. (laughs) I have been in contact with everyone I can think of and everyone I can get a hold of out at Jets camp. And the moment there is anything announced from there, I promise we will immediately pass along the news on the Jets quarterback decision, which obviously will go a long way towards shaping that franchise one way or the other. So we will do all of that. Again, the moment there is news on that, I will drop everything else and we will get to it. But in the meantime, let's do the KOD picks. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. With the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembling around me, Hembo is here, Bubba and Nuno are in Bristol as we get set for the Thanksgiving Day holiday tomorrow. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's do the games in the order in which they will be played, shall we? So it starts with Bills minus nine and a half. At the Lions, what can you tell me, Mr. Hembo, about the public lean and everything else? Right now, the public leans towards Buffalo, but it's not overwhelming. Right now, it's 60%, so not quite to the point where it's an automatic for us. It's an interesting game. So the Lions, you know, Nuno, you tell me if I'm overstating the Lions here, because I feel like the Lions the last couple of weeks, and you obviously, I, I come to you because you would have watched every snap this weekend against the Giants. The Lions offense is really good. I'm really, really good. The defense can't be worse than it was early in the season. It's getting a little better. They feel like a team with a little bit of momentum. Plus, sometimes look at the circumstances. Very rarely has an NFL team had the kind of week that the Bills have had where they had the massive snowstorm over the past weekend, and then they had to travel to Detroit to play a home game and then back dealing with another one, and now a short week on the road, back in the same stadium. I'm not suggesting that is the death knell, but it certainly is for people and football players more than anyone I know are extraordinarily uh, tied to their routine. They're very routine oriented. You can't be any more out of your routine than the bills are. So does this feel like a trap game for you, Nuno, particularly with nine and a half being the number? Well, that number is, is kind of, I think it's a huge number, obviously. And it's just, it's, I don't know how these these lines are doing it, right? Because they have Jamal Williams. Like, if I told you before the season, they would have the running back with the most 
rushing touchdowns in the league, you would think DeAndre Swift is right. having a great year. Mm-hmm. And Swift has been almost non-existent this whole year. It's Jamal Williams, who thankfully I have on one of my fantasy teams. It's helping me in first and putting me in first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Bills. <sighs> I think they end up covering this game. I just feel that they are going to, the way they ran the ball last week, which is if they start running the ball that way where they had two guys, I think, over plus 80 yards, that they will be unstoppable. They just score a lot of points. So for a team that can score a lot of points, and I've seen that Bills defense, I know we talk a lot about them. And, yes, they've got Von Miller who can close a game out with a big sack late. But I think that team can be scored upon, and we've seen teams score upon them. The Lions have scored 30 points five times this year. There are only two other teams that have done that. It's Kansas City and Buffalo. Yeah. Their offense is great. It's elite. And under Dan Campbell. Well, elite, let me, their offense is explosive. It's excellent. A part of that, Hembo, their, their, their high-scoring totals are going to be driven by the fact that their defense is giving up 40 points a week. So you're always passing. You're always behind in these games. You know, that... that there is some cause and effect there. Yeah. But they're going to score points. You are not going to hold Detroit to 17. So you're counting, if Buffalo is going to cover, you're counting on them scoring 31 at least. Here's what else you need to know. Under Dan Campbell, this team is 17-10 and 10 against the number. They're 9-4 and four against the number at home. And they're 8-3 and three against the number as a home dog. The Lions have been a good bet under this head coach. So, because I feel like the Lions are the play here. If every instinct you have is wrong then the opposite would have to be right. The official KOD pick has to be Bills minus nine and a half. I hate it. I mean, I absolutely hate it. Everything inside of me wants to pick the Lions to win. If I play this game, if I were to play this game, I might throw some on the money line. What is the money line? Do you happen to have that in front of you? Stand by. Like, what can I get if I took the Lions to win this game straight up? I don't think it's crazy to say the Lions might win this game straight up. They're plus 335. So if I bet $100 on that, I'd win $335 mm-hmm. if I were to pick the Lions to win. And thus, the official pick, because this is all part of the, Bubba, this is the pick'em challenge, right? Like, this is where I'm yep. going up against everybody. These are everybody. the three games for the weekend. We're Ooh. doing Thanksgiving, yep. And, and am I, am I uh, still, what, am I tied for first now? You're, you're in sec, you're one game behind in second so place. these matter. This, this, this stuff matters. I want to win this thing. It would be magnificent if I won this thing. I mean, that would be the highlight of your career. So, so the official <laughs> pick, <laughs> based a, upon... What a shot. No, it would. I mean, it absolutely would. Forget the Halls of Fame. If I were to win this thing, it would be remarkable. The official KOD pick is going to be Buffalo minus the 9.5 because I think it has no change. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Right, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Again, we're doing tomorrow's games in the order in which they will be played. Giants at Cowboys. I'm looking at a number that says Dallas minus nine. Hembo. Yes, that's right. And the New York Giants right now have collected 78 percent of money from the public on that nine. So the public is, is, is dictating that you would pick Dallas. Mm-hmm. Again, for those of you who are not regular listeners, and I usually do these picks at the end of the show, so if you're accustomed to hearing the beginning, I have two things I fade when it comes to my picks. I fade the public, and I fade myself. The problem is when the public and myself are in opposition, that's a very complicated way to go about this. So let me turn to one of our favorite Cowboy fans, and that is hashtag Bubba. Bubba, how confident are you coming off of what was a monumental performance on the road in Minnesota? Maybe the single best game any NFL team played all year, the Cowboys' performance against Minnesota. Giants, 
looked just awful. They looked as though they were exposed in their game at home against Detroit. How confident are you that the Cowboys not only win this game, but win it big and cover this number? Yeah, nine, a little, nine is a lot. But after what we saw last week in Minnesota, knowing that that was essentially you know a playoff game to get them right, I think they're going to keep the momentum going because, like we said, they have three winnable games coming up. And if they win these games, they know they are in the, the driver's seat, basically, for the NFC East. So I think they are going to come you know at home Thanksgiving. Obviously, they always – for the most part, play well. So I think they're going to cover and will win big in this one. Yeah, so, so the Cowboys, for the record, I think they have four straight winnable games before the Philly game. I, I think they have a very good chance to be in a tie for first place when they play that game on Christmas Eve. I think the Cowboys are going to kill them. Now, Chris Canty picked the Giants to win straight up. Yeah. He picked the We literally changed everything we were doing on Get Up this morning when I got that. We had all sorts of other plans, and I said, wait a minute. If Canty is going to say the Giants win this game straight up, then I'm leading my show with that, and we did. Nuno, what do you think of Chris Canty picking the Giants to win straight up tomorrow? Uh, when, do you, when are you allowed to start uh, hitting the eggnog? <laughs> like, is it like this weekend? Isn't that a um, Christmas thing? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, did he start getting into it a little early? Like, I love Chris, but... Are you I, suggesting he's in the schnapps yeah, a little early? I, I think, he, you know, something of that nature because there's no way... Listen, I think the Cowboys, it might be close early, but I think they end up... They end up the score will be... Indic- it won't be indicative of like the actual game. I think they just end up covering late uh, this game. There's I don't no think. Way. I think you'd be surprised to hear this. That number is too small. So our analytics, FPI, say the Cowboys are 14 points better than the Giants. That same model says there are 27 teams in the NFL right now that would be favored over the Giants. The three lost Giants on a neutral field. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to kill them in front of that national audience tomorrow. Yeah, that's not making me feel any better about the fact that I think so too. But here's (laughs) what does. Normally, I would go the opposite of myself. And the opposite of me would be picking the Giants because I think the Cowboys, I think they actually are going to ruin our Thanksgiving because all I ask for are good games. And I think we're going to get one in the early game and I do not think we're going to get one in Dallas. I think the Cowboys are going to blow them out. So normally that would dictate that I go the opposite and I take the Giants. But you're telling me the public is on the Giants? Yep, 78%. Then that gives me the confidence to stick with what the opposite. I'm going the opposite of that. My official pick is Cowboys minus nine. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. And then the game that I really have no feel for, Patriots at Vikings. I can't make up my mind which of these teams is really good. Short week, uh, Kirk Cousins... Vikings, do they come out mad? Do they come out questioning themselves? There's so many different ways last weekend's performance could go. Vikings minus two and a half. Did the public help me with this at all? I'm going to convince you why you should take New England here. Since you have no lean. First of all, 68% of the public right now is on Minnesota. They don't like New England at all. Mm -hmm. Secondly, our model says the two best units in the NFL right now. One are the Chiefs offense. Two is the Patriots defense. I've been singing that song for a long time. And lastly... Kirk Cousins, on the surface, is having a decent season. But if you peel back the onion a layer or two, he is absolutely not. Right now, he ranks 22nd in the NFL in QBR. 22nd. Zach Wilson ranks 23rd. He's going to get benched. Matt Ryan ranks 24th. He already got benched. Kirk Cousins is not playing well. I think Bill Belichick will expose Kirk Cousins in this game. They're going to win that game outright. See, I would have said I don't think the Patriots can score with them. 
And then them went out and scored three points last week in a game against Dallas. So it, it, with, with the good defense that Bill has, I, I kind of am with you, which makes me feel like I should go the other way. Like, I, I mm. think in the absence of anything else, my gut is telling me Patriots. So does that mean I should go? Nuno, what should I do here? I really want to win this thing. Do I want to go Vikings minus the two and a half? Because my gut, it's, it's not a strong lean, but it does tend to lean a little bit with Hembo. Which way should I go? What do you think? What do you like in this game? I think I like the Vikings. I just don't know if the Patriots, ha- they don't have enough offense to, to if the Vikings are clicking to stick to stick with them. And I can't, as much as I don't think Kirk, I trust Kirk Cousins in a big spot, I do believe, and remember, Pemba, wasn't there this weird stat where Kirk Cousins could never win on a like primetime game yeah, or something. Games. Yeah, yeah but now but games. now I think he's actually won a few. I think they end up covering oh, this game. Okay. Yeah. I, oh. All right. I'm going to go the opposite of my gut. All right. So my gut lean, I think, is Patriots. So I'm gonna go Vikings. Oh. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. So the official picks on Thanksgiving, the KOD picks from Greeny. Cowboys minus nine. Bills minus nine and a half, Vikings minus two and a half. I'm giving points all day long. I'm in a giving mood on this Thanksgiving holiday. Again, still waiting on news from the Jets. I have texts and calls out to everyone I know. So if any news comes in, I will get it to you immediately. As always, you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. In the meantime, in the absence of that news, I'm going to get very upset about something, maybe for the last time, next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Still uh, waiting for some news. We expect uh, at any minute now, I think, we should get some news on whether or not the Jets are going to bench Zach Wilson, which I want to make it clear because, look, there's people listening all across the country who may not care that much about the Jets one way or the other. Obviously, you know, I disproportionately do. 
But even beyond that, I don't think the magnitude of this can be overstated. Ryan Leaf was the second pick in the draft by the San Diego Chargers once upon a time. He, because of poor performance and extraordinary attitude issues and problems, wound up lasting basically less than two seasons in San Diego. And we make 30 for 30s about his story 30 years after the fact. That's the territory we are in here. Zach Wilson is the second pick in a draft that was loaded with quarterbacks. One of whom looks like he's got star potential written all over him in Justin Fields. And this kid might not make it to a year and a half. How many games has he actually started? Because he missed some last year and he missed three this year. He started 20 games. He has started 20 games in an era in which a season is 17. He hasn't started anywhere near a year and a half's worth of games, and the team may be giving up on him right now. That is 30 for 30 territory. So whether you care about the Jets or you don't, this feels like an enormous story to me. Another one that might be enormous in 30 seconds, I need Nuno to explain to me whether we have an enormous international story working today or not. I'll get to that after these 30 seconds for AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. The free testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're just in need of a fresh charge. And if you do need a new battery, they can help with that. They have reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. They're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. Meanwhile, the scoop. I, I, this is being described as an enormous upset. I'm trying to gauge just how big it is. Japan has beaten Germany, Nuno, in the World Cup. Um, and I don't know, an email that I got says Japan stuns Germany. I'm obviously well aware that Germany is traditionally not among the best countries in the world at soccer. I think they are the best, right? I mean, Germany is generally the best. I don't know if this year that's the case or not. How would you describe the magnitude of... We had we had the Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. That, that was like the biggest upset ever. How would you describe the magnitude of Japan beating Germany, Nuno? Well, obviously, based upon the Caesars and the gambling, the betting aspect of it, where they were a... Uh, I think plus 600 on the money line to win this game. Uh, then the football aspect of it or soccer, uh, you know, Germany, I think it's not a huge upset because Japan is actually is, is pretty good. FIFA ranking wise, you know, Japan's like 11, 12. Japan is uh, Germany's 11, 12. Uh, Japan is around uh, 24th. So it's not a huge uh, it's not a huge loss or or huge surprise that you know Japan hung up hung with them and made you know and and made the right plays and ended up winning. So it has been a World Cup filled with big upsets uh, early on and again. While we don't we're not going to spend a lot of time on it here, we'll certainly keep you up to date. Um, you know if interesting things happen from there, and again we'll keep you up to date up to the second. Um, if and when we get some news from the Jets on their quarterback situation. In the meantime. There was something I've been talking about on the radio for years. And to be completely honest with you, this might be the last time I do it. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello? You play to win the game. Rant of the day. I don't know that I'm going to rant or not, but I certainly have ranted on this subject many times before. I love the NBA. 
As a kid, the NBA was my favorite sport. I have memories of going to Madison Square Garden with my father as a little boy that will stay with me for the rest of my life. There was something about the way that building looked, the way it smelled. That was back at a time when you could still smoke cigars indoors, and there was always a waft of cigar smoke, which I know many people don't like. I actually do. Like, I love the way it smelled. I love the way it felt. I love the way the music would come on and people would chant defense. There was nothing more exciting to me than that. And then, of course, I made my bones, if you will, professionally, covering basketball in Chicago, covering maybe the greatest basketball teams and certainly the greatest basketball player of all time in Michael Jordan. And now I host the NBA coverage on ESPN, and I am thrilled and honored to do it. I love it. And and saying the words, good evening and welcome to ABC's coverage of Game 1 of the NBA Finals was the most thrilling moment of my entire 30-year professional career. But there is something that frustrates me so much about this players not playing the games. And it happened again this week in a way that I just think, I just want to, I'm just going to present this without comment. All right, the Golden State Warriors played in New Orleans on Sunday. It was their second night on back-to-backs. It was also the second game this season that Golden State played in New Orleans on the back end of back-to-back nights. In both of those games, they chose to sit Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. The arena was packed for both games. The Warriors will not be back in New Orleans again during this regular season, thank God, so that the fans don't have to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to see something that was nowhere near what they paid for. Steve Kerr acknowledges it. I've known Steve that long. He was on the Bulls when I covered them. Steve is a thoughtful excellent human being. He gets it. He said, quote, we understand we have a responsibility in this league with the franchise that we are to try and put the best show we can every night. But that also includes maintaining guys health in the long term. We don't control the schedule. I feel awful for the fans, but ultimately our responsibility is to make sure our players are around for the whole year. They lost by 45 points. Okay, this was not an NBA game. I think at one point the score was 26 to 9 or something like that. It was not an NBA caliber game. So I want you to put yourself in the shoes of, I just told you, I love going to these games with my dad. And then I love taking my kids to these games. Imagine putting yourself in the shoes of being that dad. Someday you, Hembo, are taking your daughters all excitedly before the season begins. I got tickets for the Warriors game. They're coming. You're going to see Steph. Steph is your favorite player. You're going to have your jersey, and you're going to be all excited, and we're going to go see them. And then not only doesn't Steph play, but no one you've ever heard of plays. They play a G League caliber team and lose by 45 points. So rather than getting the best game of the year, in that arena, you got a game that was not an NBA caliber product. It was not. And what has happened now is that in this era of load management, it used to be, well, we'll sit one guy on Tuesday and then we'll sit another guy on Thursday and whatever it is. And what they are doing now is they've decided we'll sit everybody in one game. That way the guys who are playing don't have to overextend themselves in the absence of one of their better teammates. And what that is essentially saying is we're just punting this game. Like, this is not a game that we are trying to win. You can phrase it any way you want. You can frame it. I'm not saying they're throwing it, but on some level, that is what it amounts to. 
And so I'm asking the question, do I just need to stop complaining about this? I've been complaining about it on the air for years. And I've had people tell me I need to just drop it, Greeny. This is the way it is, Greeny. You got to move on, Greeny. You got to stop talking about it, Greeny. It doesn't matter, Greeny. Okay, so you tell me. Should I just leave this alone? So we're just going to accept that from now on, and by now on, I mean this has now been going on for a few years, that there are just going to be games on the NBA schedule that NBA teams choose not to compete in and put a product on the floor that is not NBA-worthy. That's not what people paid for. And is that going to just have to be okay with me? I'm asking that as a question because I, I'm going to have to accept it if that's just what it's going to be. Because there's the, most of me wants to say, look, I don't make the schedule either. But I know that if the players can't play 82 games, then we can't schedule 82 games. We just can't. Because you can't put that on the floor. How many times can you disappoint your fans before that starts becoming a bigger problem? So I don't know. Hembo, I'll start with you. You're a fan like me. Do I need to just shut up about this? I, I am willing to let this be the last time. I saw this yesterday. I saw Steve's comments. I, so at least his acknowledgement on his part. And again, I like Steve a lot. So I'm not even criticizing anyone in particular. This is the way it is now. Do I just need to shut up about it? I'll answer your question by asking you another. Do you think, Adam Silver, do you think the NBA perceives this to be a problem? Yes, I absolutely believe that Adam Silver perceives it to be a problem, but I think it is very possible that he has decided that, because again, it's so easy to sit here and say, commissioners, he needs to do this and he needs to do that. He is privy to all sorts of information that I am not. Like? Like the... The data that suggests just how much of a problem this actually is in the ways that actually matter. He addressed parts of it, right? So now I host the NBA on ESPN. These guys play those games for the most part. They play our games. They have, they have basically suggested to teams, if you're going to do this, then we must protect our television partners, our big TV partners, the games that are on TNT, the games that are on ESPN and ABC. Please play your guys in those there's only so much the league can do about it. Do I think they perceive it to be a problem? Yes. Do I think they perceive it to be such an enormous problem that something drastic has to be done about it? I imagine they do not because if so, then it wouldn't be happening. Then I think our path forward here is to start brainstorming solutions because this is all about incentives. These are people being paid not to work. And the social science literature makes it clear that that's a very attractive thing for people. Mm-hmm. Why would you elect to play through an injury if you're going to get paid the same amount not to. That's what, And I understand that strategically for the teams, it makes sense to rest the guys to ensure that they're at peak performance in the playoffs. Just like when it comes to baseball, it makes sense to pull your pitcher really, really early for all the reasons that we know. But that's why Major League Baseball is making rules to make sure that happens less frequently. And that's why Adam Silver and the NBA need to create incentives so that players are motivated to play. I just don't know what those could be. Players are making, I mean, in in their next deals, right? So the next TV deals in the NBA are going to obliterate the deals they've ever had in the past. The the, the top-line players in this league are going to be making 40, 50, more than $50 million a year. What are you incentivizing them with? What could you possibly offer? Let's just use Steph Curry because he's the biggest star in the league right now. He's the most beloved player, I think, in American sports right now. If he's not, he's close. And... 
I don't know what his contract is right now, but I mean, he's, he's probably made half a billion dollars in his career and off the court probably five times that and, and will be a billionaire someday if he really wants to pursue that. How are you incentivizing to play a Monday night game in New Orleans? <laughs> How are you doing it? You can't do it. I don't even mean that to be a joke. Like, you can't do it. Like, there was a time when the players took enormous pride in leaving the league better than they had found it. That time has come and gone. Now, I don't think they think of it that way. So let me rephrase that. I don't think they view it this way. This is just accepted practice now. I feel the need to say out loud again that in the seasons that ended in 1996, 97, and 98, when Michael Jordan was, correct me if I'm wrong, 33, 34, and 35 years old, he played 82, 82, and 82 games. That wasn't that long ago. I guess in the world that we live in today, it is that long ago. But this was 25 years ago. It wasn't 55 years ago. So that feels worth saying. Let me just get Nuno in on this quickly because you're my VP of basketball fandom. Nuno, do I just need to shut up about this? Because I'm willing to do it. If no one else is worried about it, then I'm not going to complain about it anymore. You tell me. Yeah, I, you know, I think you do need to just shut up about it because especially when we're talking about the NBA is looking at adding an in-season tournament, right? So... How are you going to get the players to and teams to take that serious at the same time of also having these DMP do not rest on the road? So I think with that focus, it's going to be, hey, we want these guys playing in these tournaments. Uh, whereas, so uh, it's just going to be even more of a, a common occurrence unless the NBA extends their season so that you don't have – and they've done that, right? They've They've killed the the back to backs or the four and five days. And things They've of that diminished nature. them as best Correct. they could. Exactly. They have tried as hard as they can to diminish and, them. And, and we have and we still have this. So yeah, look, I, Adam is doing what he can. It's, it's an answer to your previous question, yeah. Paul. Uh, Ham- Paul, Jesus. Wow. Well, Hambo. Oh, what just happened? Things got serious. Uh, in answer to your previous question, because this is this, it just it irks me. Like I, do, I hope this doesn't come out as I'm sitting here criticizing the NBA office. Like, they get this. They've done what they can, right? We had tanking as a problem. They changed the ping pong balls. Mm-hmm. Like, they see this stuff. They react. They understand. They, and, 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 and I forgot. I'm glad you brought up the in-season tournament because I think that is possibly a way that they might be able to actually shorten the schedule. There might be fewer regular season games if they can add that in the middle as a way to generate more revenue. I don't really fully understand it, but I think that is part of this picture here. So they're doing stuff about it. But at the end of the day, we have the fundamental issue of hundreds, if not thousands of people went to that arena in New Orleans on Monday night and left thinking, what did I just see? You know what I mean? Like, you know me, I love Broadway. And and if I go to Broadway, and right now there's a wonderful play on Broadway, The Piano Lesson, that stars Samuel L. Jackson and John David Washington, who is uh, Denzel Washington's son. And it was wonderful. And if you go to that play and they're not performing that night, you can ask for your money back. Mm. They will give you your money back. And... You know, that's that's not what we have here. And it just it, it, I'm more sad than I am angry. It makes me sad. The Jordan point you make is a good one. But I think an even better one can be made when it comes to him. His very last season, he was 39 and 40 years old during that season. Playing, In Washington, you're talking playing about. Playing for a 37 yeah. and 45 Wizards team. He played all 82 games. That was the league he played in. And that was the mentality he had. And that stuff was important to him. 
And it, it is not a priority to the players of today. And on some level, I understand that. So maybe this will be the last time I talk about it. I'm more than willing to let this be the last time I bring this up. Because if you're a fan of the sport and you think you want to tell me, Greeny, just shut up. It's not changing. It is what it is. We all live with it. Let's not talk about it anymore. I'm willing to do it. So if these are my last words on that subject, so be it. All right, coming up, an all-time great is going to tear it down to the ground as he walks out the door. You will hear from him right after this. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. In answer to your previous question, yeah. Paul. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Uh, really busy days. We head into Thanksgiving. So much for all of us to be thankful for. Um, and uh, among them, some good football tomorrow, which we hope we will get. I'll go over my picks again as we continue. I'm thankful to have the assembled members of the hashtag crew around me, although you guys bicker and are generally at times unpleasant. Um, it is nice to have Hembo here and Bubba Thank and Nuno there. Thank you for there. at least using my corporate nickname that time. I, I think I, I called you Paul. I was so wrapped up in what I was saying a moment ago that, Bubba, I actually called him Paul. Which do you think has happened fewer times, that I've called Hembo Paul or, Bubba, that I've called you Brendan? I mean, I, I have never in my life heard you call him Paul. So, and you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't really specifically, I mean, I think you've referenced me as Brendan before, so that I've heard. Rarely, but I, I have never. I have the audio again. We'll play. This is what you said. This sounded so weird. In answer to your previous question, yeah. Paul. <laughs> like who? Are you? I don't even know who you're talking That's to. Startling. You know, it's because I was very cognizant of the fact that I just called Commissioner Silver Adam, and which I, you know, I I know him well enough to do that. But I never know if that sounds. So should I call him Adam? Do I call him the Commissioner? Do I, I don't know exactly what. I mean, he. I think I'm older than he is, so I'm not going to call him Mr. Silver. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I think I was just very cognizant of the fact that I just said Adams. So I looked at you and said Paul, so which never... is remarkable because I'm not even always convinced that that is your actual name. What you're saying is you would never call someone Mr. Something if they're older than you? Is that a... No, is unless that a... they're older than you. If they're right. younger than Excuse him. Excuse me. Right. Is that a rule that I'm unaware of? Is that, is that just sort of general consensus? No. What I think is polite is you address someone who is older. You respect your elders. Like when, you're, when your kids grow up, Michelle and you know, the other one, when they meet me, they're going, despite the fact that Michelle is my namesake, right. They're going to call me Mr. Greenberg because that's appropriate. That's how children should address adults. And then as you get older, you know, if you're 20 and you meet someone who is 50, I think it is appropriate to address that person in a respectful manner. Now that person might say to you, call me Paul, call me Mike, call me Brendan, call me Nuno, whatever it is. But at least initially, yes, if I meet someone who is, and unfortunately there are fewer and fewer of these people, definitively older than me, (laughs) then yes, I will always refer to them in a respectful way. I always struggle with aunts and uncles. Like like my whole life I grew up Aunt Jenny, Aunt Nancy, Uncle Chris, etc. I can't do that 
Still, I can't call them Chris, Jenny, or Nancy. It is impossible for because no, they, they remain your aunt and, and your uncle. So that's a look. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, right? So all these people may be around. This is very simple. This is etiquette one hundred and one. You will unquestionably continue to refer to Uncle Alan as Uncle Alan. That's my uncle. So if so, even for the at rest your of age, my life, you yes, call, of course, okay. he's still my uncle. Sure, right? but you've. You've crossed the threshold. You've crossed the Rubicon. You're an old man now. What too. threshold? No, I will. Oh, he will. Re, you're referring to him as your uncle because he is your uncle. What if it? That not person, because he's older than you. There are people who have uncles who are younger than them. Sure. Right. Your parents could get divorced and get remarried. Your father could get remarried. Mm-hmm. Either of them could get remarried. Your, they could get remarried and then have another baby, and that child is your uncle. Your parents, for all I know, could have another baby now. That's so weird. They could just decide to have another. No, that would be your brother. I'd rather you not talk yeah, about that. Yeah. But, 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 yeah. but for all you it, know. It could happen one way, just not that way. All I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I, it could happen. Um, the point of the matter is, even if someone, that's an interesting question. We did have that at my, at my kid's school. I knew someone who, um, because of a divorce and, and, and a remarriage and all that kind of stuff, and a much older person having young children, there was there were two boys in the school, one of whom was the other's uncle, but he was younger than him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And and so that I don't know. Like if you're if if, if you had let's just let's just make up a they, scenario. They would be if Hembo's one of Hembo's parents had another child, okay. they would be Michelle and the other one's uncle. That's, it. They that's would, whose uncle yeah. they would be. Right, that's, that's right. What, yeah, so yeah. let's say Michelle and the other one uh, turn eight or nine. Okay. And then your parents, I'll just make you feel a little better. Please. Decide to adopt a child. Mm. They decide that as in their advancing years, they want to they help a young child in need, whatever it might be, and, and adopt a child. That child will be the uncle or aunt of your daughters. And the question, which I don't know the answer to, because I don't, this is not something that has happened in my family or anyone I'm close enough to. Do you call that person Uncle <laughs> Phil. <laughs> hey, Uncle Phil, you know, do you want to go to the sandbox and play? <laughs> like, I, it is an interesting question that I've never contemplated. It's not that, it was probably a lot more common. Like, my grandmother was, I think, 19 years, my, yeah, 19 years younger than her oldest sister. And so, like, that sister's kids were like her best friends growing right, up. Right, right. So, but I don't, I don't, I assume she didn't refer to them as uncle and aunt. But she might have. I, mean, I, I just I never I, asked. That would actually be kind of funny. Like, at what point could you pull rank and be like, no, no. <laughs> You will address me as Uncle Michael, even though I'm five. <laughs> Fighting over the crayon box? And you're 21. <laughs> that, that is actually kind of funny. I'm glad that we went there because I needed a smile on my face because I got nothing from the Jets. I got no news on this thing. The entire fate of the franchise hangs in the balance, and they're making us wait. Salah's going to address the media in 38 minutes, or he's scheduled to. Last time it was two hours late. While they try and figure out all of this Michigas they got going on over there. And they're going to make us wait to the last second. I imagine he's, he's, he's uh, you know, reprimanding Zach Wilson. He'll say, you know, you'll call me Mr. Solid. Yeah, at this point, he, he should. Well, look, Zach is younger than everybody. <laughs> well, let's not talk about Zach and older people. There's a whole other, that creates a whole other dynamic. Soon. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.